0: Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consultant. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some Blunt Business with your host.
1: And thanks for joining us for another edition of Blunt Business. Here on CannabisRadio.com, we're so thankful to have you join us. This episode, we learned about a company that has placed itself firmly in a race for large-scale brand building against the largest beer and beverage companies in the world. And here to talk to me about it is the CEO of Lighthouse Strategies, Michael Hayford. Michael, thanks for joining us.
2: Uh, thank you, and good morning.
1: Hey, Good morning. Thanks for making time to join us. Now, I pulled a report from Zenith Global. They said that Americans spent $89 million on cannabis beverages in 2018. That same report estimated that the U.S. cannabis-infused drink market would grow to get this $1.4 billion by 2024. As for the international potential, check this out. Zion Market Research in February published a report that said the global cannabis beverage market would be $1.6 billion by 2018. So remember the us by 2024 it's already at 1.6 billion now 2015, they estimated it to be 4.46 billion dollars huge business i forget what it is what the mainstream beverage industry is all about but talk to me about the aggressiveness of beverage making and the cannabis industry michael
2: well i think that uh, you know ag- aggressiveness aside it, it really begins with with lifestyle integration um, when we think about occasions and um, use states right um, how often people get together and toast um, whether it's a family barbecue a holiday a special event um, you know beverages are really core to to our culture right uh, and ubiquitous and across most even in countries where um, alcohol is illegal you'll find you know, companies like Guinness um, shipping in you know an incredibly incredible amount of non-alcoholic uh, beverages. Uh, that's still a beer, but it tastes like beer. There's no alcohol. So, you know, from an occasion perspective, beverages are integrated in our culture. Uh, and it's a normal process to, to actually sit down with your friends and family and, and enjoy, uh, your, your, your favorite adult beverage, uh, which is, uh, which is really key because in the cannabis market today, we don't find beverages that have positioned themselves to be sessionable, um, to be lifestyle integrated. Um, you know, so, so, you know, our position has been to develop products that uh, fit the consumer, that will fit the occasion, uh, that will allow consumers um, to uh, enjoy the consumption uh, effect or the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, the consumption experience, right? You know, people that drink wine, that enjoy food, even craft beer, a nice scotch, right? They enjoy the flavor. They enjoy the mouthfeel. And so, you know, the next evolution of cannabis beverages, you know, is going to uh, fill that void where friends can get together. They can have different types of beverages. It could be a beer. It could be a wine. It could be a can of beer. It could be a can of wine. It could be a can of spirit. Um, and everyone's going to integrate. Um, that's the future. That's what we're building. Um, and that is what, you know, global alcohol is going to bring to this market in the coming years.
1: So now we know that there have been a lot of events, a lot of news that's been going on in the cannabis beverage industry, and you know, since we initially go ahead and went ahead and scheduled this interview, there have been a lot of things that happened. I wanted to update people on when it comes to beverages. Now I know that there is a company called Can C A N N. They have just started creating microdose cannabis drinks. They're also creating their own brand of beer to go up against the beer market. You have Keith Brands also coming up with their own cannabis infused sodas. You have. A lot that's being said about the Canadian market as well. So there's just so much going on when it comes to it. And I want to ask you about Canada real quick, because one of the things that was interesting was there was also the same study I mentioned to you. There was um, a study that asked participants to discuss their preferred consumption format. And this study, which is from uh, Zion Market Research, if I'm correct, they revealed that Canadians are more likely to purchase CBD-based cannabis beverages in the future than any other cannabis product. More than 70% of respondents to the survey replied they would probably or definitely purchase drinks once they become legal. Do you see Canada being the place that will get the real boom for beverages at this point?
2: Well, I think, I I think what I would say is, and you know, it's completely speculative, but if we take a look at um, Canada, when, um, flour became recreational, right? When cannabis became recreational as uh, flour, tinctures, and concentrates, right? Because that's what is available in the Canadian market today. What did we see happen? We saw a huge spike, right? Because they had a filled distribution, right? Um, we saw a lot of attention and a lot of hype around that. Then we saw it calm down. And now today we see that Canadian uh, LPs are missing their forecasts. Uh, for what they think that market uh, should have been as a recreational cannabis market, right? Um, I think we're going to see similar results um, in Canada with beverages, where we're going to see a big spike. Um, I think we'll see a low. And, and then I think unlike flour in traditional forms of consumption, I think we're going to see a slope form where the consumers get educated, uh, where the interest builds, uh, education, um, is established, and then we'll see that trend start to come back up uh, more aggressively.
1: So now, before we're going to go to break, I want to ask you about Lighthouse Strategies because if I just mentioned Lighthouse Strategies, well, some of you might have just asking yourselves, well, what are we bringing Lighthouse Strategies?" Well, they're the company behind Cannabineers. Uh, you might have heard that in the company. Also, you know that they have driven to normalize responsible consumption around the recreational wellness benefits of cannabis-infused adult beverages, one of those new beverages. we, Our team actually got to go and see at Hall of Flowers, your two-roots brewing company, becoming a leader of infused beverages in Nevada's dispensary system, and you're looking to expand and scale uh, the brand out to other markets. Uh, talk to me about um, the fact that you were able to go ahead and introduce – Two Roots out to the f- market, cannabisnow.com says this is a quote exemplifying the variety of niches opening up in the uh, cannabis beverage market. Now, talking about the response you get to Hollow Flowers and so far about Two Roots brewing in general.
2: Well, you know, it's funny as um you mentioned can and and microdosing, yeah, and then you'll you'll hear people talk about water soluble, right? Which is very important if you're going to create a beverage. No one wants to 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 drink a beverage and get a large globule of oil right Right. which means is they they got the entire effect in one sip and the rest of the beverage doesn't really have the elevating effects left in it you know so water soluble is important microdosing is important right so water soluble protects flavor uh the stability of the product and we take a look at microdosing uh allows you know the cannabis curious as well as the cannabis um experienced cannabis consumers to really have products that are sessionable um but the most important thing in that formula is actually the science in and around onset and dissipation. And so when you think about the introduction of Two Roots Brewing, which is the world's first non-alcoholic cannabis-infused craft beer, today we have eight different styles of beer. We have a blonde, that's like a Coors Light. We have um, a lager, which is a lot like a Mexican lager or a Corona. Uh, we have a, a wheat beer or Hefeweizen, we call it, uh, an IPA. Stout, but but this summer we released some seasonals, which is uh, a mango IPA, a grapefruit rattler, and uh, we're releasing right now is a collaboration with one of the leading concentrating companies in California. Is something we call um, straight dank, and ah. straight dank is an IPA that has been styled and flavored through terpenes to taste like cannabis. And we that collaboration was done with Jetty Extracts. Um, and so now you got a, a really wide variety just in the craft beer um, sector, if you would, of the category, and these products have onset within five to fifteen minutes and dissipate on average within ninety minutes. And so the importance of of Two Roots um, and its constituent uh, brands, which is uh, Just Society. Uh, which is Culberry brew poppies and teas, which are just entering the market today, mm-hmm. um, as well as creative waters, which is our sparkling waters, um, is it? we have to be able to provide consumers a high quality experience, right? But also one that can build consumer trust. And in cannabis, and specifically in edibles, trust is a dicey word, right? Because Absolutely. an edible, is, onset is a derivative of your metabolism, Generally, you don't see uh, um, uh edible uh, have effect or onset for at least 45 minutes. And depending on your metabolism, 45 minutes could be two hours. And so, you know what?
1: We're going to talk all about the trust. We're going to talk about the – we're going to go d- a deep dive into cannabis beverages r- real quick just on a couple of questions I have. But more importantly, I want to talk about Two Roots Beer, and I want to go into the actual process. A lot of questions I have for you coming up about that. We're going to go ahead and keep – You're around for a minute. Michael Hayford, the CEO of Lighthouse Strategies, Cannabineers, and the people behind Two Roots Beer. We're going to bring Michael back on with more questions in just a moment.
0: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
2: Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311 and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on cannabisradio.com.
0: play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run
2: high times.
0: Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
1: natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing
2: in the animals that we are testing on. It's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back everyone, I'm here with Michael Hayford, the CEO of Lighthouse Strategies, here on Blunt Business. So I wanna ask you first off, coming into this segment, we've talked extensively here on the show about the mainstream beverage industry and it's working on cannabis-infused beverages from Starbucks to Coke and Pepsi, having discussions to Four Loco, the popular malt beverage announced the release of a hemp-flavored malt beverage, clocking in at a whopping 12% alcohol by volume. Wow talk to me about the mainstream That's rush to get into the cannabis beverage market these mainstream companies and how they've aggressively followed this path to profit in cannabis
2: well I think uh, number one is that you know profits are going to come but there's not profits there today um, right. we're developing a category and so we're, we're whether you're big alcohol or big beverage or you know a startup like ourselves uh, the law of large numbers comes into play and that means that you know, you have to get the product into a lot of stores. Uh, you have to get a lot of units sold before you can really recognize revenues. I'm sorry, profits. Um, but what's what's interesting um, about about the beverage uh, sector and why these companies are moving into it, right, is um, a couple things. Number one is if we take a look at states like Colorado, who in 2017 reported that uh, their alcohol revenues had fallen by 27% since the inception of uh, medical and recreational uh, cannabis. Uh, We look at the beginning of 2017, there was a a three-university study that came out, 10-year study on medical-only states, and in those states, over that 10-year period, um, alcohol sales had fallen on average 15%. Um, So you're looking at an erosion in an existing uh, market segment, just in this case, what I referenced is alcohol. But when you take a look at um, that reduction uh, from the accessibility, legal accessibility of cannabis, right, products in general, right, and you take a look at, you know, beer sales in the United States was $114 billion in 2018. Um, you know, 15%, 27% of $114 billion is a material number yeah. If you're not hedging today As a, an adult beverage company you know, You're know you opening yourself up to risk long term So moving in the sector Makes perfect sense for them But what they're learning As they enter the sector Is that a cannabis product In this case a cannabis beverage That's actually healthy for you Because Two Roots is 70 to 110 calories It has carbohydrates, wow. electrolytes And B12 So it's, it's actually a sports drink Right. Energy. Um, yeah. And so it, it's crazy. Right. And our, our teas and coffees are about 50 calories and our sparkling waters are around 20 calories. That's great. And why is that important? Well, it's important because of millennials and Gen Z. Uh, millennials and Gen Z are moving away from alcohol. Right. Yeah. And they're, but they're also looking for health options. So when you enter the cannabis market and, and just imagine you have the mindset of a, of a global alcohol, And you go, I'm I'm gonna protect against the erosion of my market segment, right? But what happens is the blinders come off and they get to look left and right. And they go, holy holy cow, (laughs) whether it's CBD or THC, it could be a sports drink. It could be a wellness product. And no longer are they looking at the cannibalization of the alcohol industry, but they're actually looking at the cannibalization of parallel industries, right? Imagine a Gatorade with CBD in it, right? And so you, the opportunity grows exponentially once you understand the consumers, the benefits of the product, and how it fits.
1: Exactly. Now, let's go and kind of talk about Two Roots itself, and the process that it's made, and answering some of the issues of people that are, that you mentioned in the first segment about that oily taste that some people might get when they take that first swig of a beer that's cannabis infused. No states allow alcohol and cannabis to exist in the same product. So in Two beer, the alcohol is removed from the beer before it is infused with THC. Forbes magazine recently reported about how cannabis drinks aren't the greatest tasting beverages. In fact, they've been described as tasting funky, skunky, and like a barnyard. But there's hope that breakthroughs in CBD and THC isolates, which are virtually odorless and tasteless, uh, will help beverages make big strides in the taste department. So talk to me about the work that Cannabineers, Two Roots Brewing, and all. What have you been doing to develop isolates to create that better taste?
2: Sure. So, so you know, cornerstone to our strategy is to create products that consumers already know, a form factor, a flavor, a type, right? So whether it's a Hefeweizen, uh, a lager, uh, an IPA, um, is to create products that actually mirror traditional form factors right so in our development and, and we're three years in bringing these products to market yeah you know flavor was core, right because there is a market that enjoys the flavor and the aromas of cannabis but that's on average about 10 percent of the u.s population so if we want to think long term or as gretzky would say skate to where the puck's going <laughs> we need to look at where the market's going to go we need to recognize that of consumers are not cannabis consumers and the best way to access them is through forms they know and appreciate so we have engineered a flavorless uh, emulsion that's put into our beverages so if you taste cannabis in our products it's only because we wanted you to such as with straight dank right Um, so you're dialing into all the right questions right is it water soluble right is it microdose? Can you mask the flavor of cannabis? Right? Do you have onset and dissipation? This is these are the things that must come together to create a quality product that's going to last.
1: Now you mentioned uh, emulsion. Brand, uh, I want to ask you about emulsion because Green Camp recently wrote about nano emulsion, which is becoming the hottest new trend in the cannabis beverages industry. This is what they wrote: "Quote with the adult use cannabis beverage industry on the rise, nano emulsion diffused beverages." Are leading to the development of drinkable cannabis products that are both potent and fast acting. Unlike BHO and THC distillates, distillates, you can learn on past shows the difference between that when it comes to isolates. A nano emulsion can help create THC or CBD infused beverages optimized for recreational drinking and pharmaceutical use. When it comes to your two products, or True Roots product line, quote, your patented technology delivers a consistent dose of THC in every can the nano emulsion technology means it's evenly distributed and ready to be wholly enjoyed, end quote. So talk to me about the demand you have seen when it comes to nano emulsion-created cannabis beverages.
2: Sure, so so first off, just, just one uh, point is we're, we're pending patent. We're not patented yet, but okay. um, all of the processes and formulations um, that support all of our beverages are, uh, we have submitted for patent protection on that. That's Understood. a long process. and. You know, we submitted on that uh, in the January time frame this year. Um, but you know, emulsions are necessary because um, to become water soluble, you know, oils and waters don't mix, right? And to to have a canvas oil um, actually be be uh, equally distributed and homogenized in a liquid, um, you have to be able to break those oils down into very small particulates, right? So you can break them down small enough that you don't taste them. Um, but then you have to suspend them in, in the beverage. And this is a big differentiator in the market because there's not a lot of companies that have actually figured out how to have a shelf-stable emulsion that will keep the, 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 the oil droplets, if you will, very small for a very long amount of time. And so a lot of the products in the market, it, it's emulsified and homogenized when they make it. But a week later, a month later, the oils recoagulate and you run the risk of a big globule of oil going down your, your throat when you open the beverage up, right? So the important thing is A, can you break down the, the oil into small particle sizes or droplets? B, can you stabilize that? Meaning, can you hold them in that very small size for an extended period of time? If you can do that, that's where you start to get into microemulsions and nanoemulsions. Um, the smaller you can make the emulsion, the longer you can stabilize that, that droplet size, the faster the onset you'll have. And uh, depending on your science, the, the on- offset or the dissipation will follow as well.
1: Very good. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here with final questions with Michael Hayford, the CEO of Lighthouse Strategies at Cannabineers. We'll be back with Michael in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
2: Executives and companies in the cannabis industry.
0: Plant profits. Only on cannabisradio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots.
1: <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot.
0: Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out.
1: Sweet I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with final questions here on the home stretch of business with Michael Hayford, the CEO of Lighthouse Strategies and Cannabineers. So, Gaj wrote about how that we're going to talk about Canada for just a second. Once again, just go back and touch back out to our friends in the north. How the Cannabis Beverage Producers and Alliance in Canada is pushing for changes to the country's proposed cannabis edibles rules that would allow producers to manufacture (laughs) infused beverages inside of facilities that also produce alcoholic beverages. The draft regulations for edibles say that cannabis beverages cannot have similarities between their alcoholic counterparts. And the group says that rules could prevent companies from putting cannabis beverages out in bottles normally used for wine. Have you been able to keep an eye on the Canadian market and since they're trying to work on trying to let themselves produce those kind of beverages, does this leave room for someone like two Roots to make their way into Canada?
2: Well, yeah, technically, um, uh, or specifically, yeah, we're, we're actually in discussions to bring two Roots to Canada. Um, and, um, when we looked at the Canadian market and their marketing rules, they're, they're very tough. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter if you're a global adult beverage company today and, you know, there's, I know almost $600 million, $600 billion in market cap uh, that's, that's going after, uh, you know, cannabis beverages in Canada today. Right. Um, they have to start new brands, new packaging, new marketing, new advertising that creates um, uh, that puts them in a bucket with us uh, with how do I connect with consumers with a new brand that that no one knows who it is. Right. Um, but one of the twists that came out in the first quarter of this year is before Q1 of 19, um, the beverage companies in Canada thought that if I was a brewery or I was a, a soda pop manufacturer or a sports drink manufacturer, that I could apply for a license and manufacture cannabinoid based THC or CBD beverages in my same facility. And in Q1, Canada came out with rules that said, no, um, you have to have a dedicated facility for the manufacture, excuse me, the fa- manufacture of cannabinoid, uh, infused beverages and that changed the whole market. So, um, because you had to have a license, you had to have a facility, you have to capitalize the development, uh, of, of, of a dedicated cannabinoid beverage, uh, production center. Um, and so now there's, there's three that are being built in Canada, you know, Tilray, um, Anheuser-Busch, you have Constellation Canopy, you have Molson Coors and Trust, and they're all building, you know, sizable beverage production centers yeah. to support the future.
1: Jeez. Amazing. So finally, uh. Let's just go ahead and wrap things up here. Michael, thank you so much for making time to join us. Real quickly, uh, let people know, again, where they can find Two Roots, how it's available. We obviously talked about all the different brands of the beers and teas and different beverages you have in the lineup. So give us a little more information on where they can find it.
2: Well, the best uh, direction would go to our website at at tworootsbrewing.com. We have a store locator there, and you can identify, you can find stores in your area in California and Nevada. Uh, that that carry our products, and you know, I would I would I would like to add la- you know add a, a, a closing comment. Sure. Um, in that, although beverages are are kind of a a lagging category in cannabis, and you'll hear a lot of people say, uh, you know, less than one percent of the industry's revenues are derived from cannabis beverages. Um, in in one year of uh, being in Nevada, um, stores that actually represent the product normally, like uh, any other product, on their shelves. Um, and and it's not a second thought or an afterthought. Uh, they're seeing, uh, two roots sell faster than gummies, which is the fastest selling by volume product generally market to market across the United States. Um, so, you know, properly represented, the products are um, outperforming the traditional high performers in the cannabis industry.
1: Fantastic. So, uh, really curious how everything's going to be coming up obviously there's again five beer styles lager stout new west ipa blonde ale and wheat and also something that you've already moved yourself into california a lot of things happening there's a lot of really rapid growth so look for two routes where you can find your beverages. and again michael thanks so much for being here with us again two routes uh, give me the website one more time please com. There we go. So again, thank you for joining us here, and also thank all of you for joining us here for another edition of Blunt Business. You can find past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com, or you can find the show on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate and review. Give us a big five stars for us, will you? Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.